Father, we thank you that just as you heard Jesus, you hear us. And that you gave us the gift, which is you sent the Holy Spirit to us. Lord, I just pray that today, whatever we do, we bring glory to you. I just pray for today, just bring revelation that we might be able to understand, not with our minds, Lord, but within our hearts. We thank you that you can do all things, Lord, especially when we can't. We just bless your name today. Amen. Good morning. How's everyone doing? All right. Very good. Well, we're entering a new season, just as the leaves are turning and all that, which is going on in our lives. Um, there's definitely the Lord is on the move and He's doing something different and wonderful. But at the same too, though, you know, it's the way, I don't know how He keeps old things refreshed and new and wonderful, but it's through His Spirit. And um, I just, I love this time of the year, and I'm looking forward to what's coming next as well. So, just to kind of go back over quickly the things we've been talking about as far as with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, There's been some really good questions and conversations about it. Uh, Word of knowledge and wisdom. Miracles, healings, tongues, interpretations of tongues, the prophetic, and all the rest. And all these things are just so important for our Christian walk. The Lord decided that we needed these things in this age during this time. He came to give good gifts to men and women like us so we can accomplish his will while we're here on earth. And there are going to come a day when we are face-to-face with them. We won't need those anymore. They have completed their objective. But for right now, I just pray and ask that even if you don't agree with everything that's been spoken up here, search the word yourself. Search your hearts. Let these things get down deep inside of you. Search out the scriptures. These things are so important for us. Because we don't have a religion. We have a relationship with the living God. And it's so different from religion. It is so different. So, I'm not going to be going too much deeper into that. Um, in the upcoming months, um, as the, the new year comes rolling around, um, we're going to be going in a new direction with a couple different topics. And one of them is going to be the cross. The other one is going to be on grace. So these might take a long time to hear some amens over there. It's good. And before that, we'll probably be doing the armor of God. So um, I think it's important that as we laid this foundation throughout the year, talking about in Hebrews 6, 1 through 3, the foundation series of those things of our faith, we need to shore up on those things. 
Um, and then moving later on to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. How do we use the tools, the things that the Lord has given us? How do we use them correctly? And as we go into the new year, I believe it's important that as we look at the cross and we look at what grace is, that we begin to find our identity and what that is. And that's one of the things that um, I really loved about especially our men and women who are in the military, um, while you're in boot camp and going through all those type of hardships and all the crazy things that go on there, um, the people who are watching over you and training you aren't concerned about your identity. They're trying to erase your identity. So you can be useful for the Army or the Navy or as a police officer or whatever it is that you're going out there. You have to be useful for that place where you're at. And then you begin to figure out, oh, this is what a Marine is, as you get out there and begin to battle. Or you pull someone over, or you make an arrest. Oh, this is what it's like to be a police officer. So you start moving from the theoretical, okay, into actual practice. And that's what we're hoping to do when the new year comes, um, God willing. But today we're going to have a, a short, brief teaching on the cross. And most of what I'm going to be talking about is going to be in Romans. Um, again, this is going to be kind of like a taste of what's to come later on in the next year. But, um, you know, the cross, we've got crosses everywhere in this church and outside especially. This one over here to my right. But we have to really ponder, like, what is the cross? And what does it mean to us in our life? And I think that we need to kind of go back first to Numbers. Um, If you guys would turn real quick to Numbers 12. I believe it's so important that we uh, we love the Old Testament just as much as the New. It's all one book. And um, we shouldn't neglect one at the expense of the other because there's so many beautiful things in both of those. Oh boy, I got the wrong scripture down. <laughs> oh boy. I'm not to remember it then. Okay. I apologize for that. But basically it was during the, the time of the Passover, uh, the first one that was ever going on. And the Lord instructed Moses during that time before the Israelites were going to leave Egypt forever that they were to select a lamb. And they were going to take care of the lamb and look at the lamb, inspect the lamb for any blemishes or anything that went on there. I know I'm... One of you guys could find that for me. I'm just going to keep rambling on. Um, But at the end of that time, they were to kill the lamb. And then they were to take the blood of the lamb, and what were they going to do with it? On the doorpost, on the outside. And I know many of you guys have heard Joey D many times saying the blood was on the outside of the house where the people couldn't see it, but who could see it? Death angel. The Lord could see it. 
as for his, he had to see the blood in order for him to pass over. Thank you. Why did I put numbers down? Exodus 12. Thank you so much. Exodus 12, verse 7. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses. Going down to verse 13. Now the blood shall be a sign for you and the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. And we know that such a beautiful sign, types and shadows in the Old Testament, of what the Lamb of God was going to do for us in the future. And we should never forget those stories. They are for our, they were written down for our benefit to remind us. So we know that during this time, and as we move forward to the cross, that the blood that came from Jesus completely took away all of our sins. Completely washed away all of our sins. So we could be made righteous before the Father. We could now enter into His presence. Where we couldn't do that before. The poor... Jews had the blood of bulls and goats and pigeons to cover over those sins. But it was always a constant reminder that there was more work to be done. It was never enough to take away the sin. It just wasn't. And it was a constant reminder of their sin and of their inadequacy. Now, there's... Nothing wrong with that during that time, but it was just hanging over their head. But with the cross and with the blood, is that he completely took all of those things upon himself, that we could now become sons and daughters. And now we've got to kind of look at the other aspect of the cross, and that's the cross itself. And... Through my own studying and reading and just going before the Lord, the blood deals with the aspect of the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. That's such an incredible thing. thing just, it's so wonderful. Especially the overpowering feeling of guilt. Like why do you think so many people are on different types of drugs, legal and illegal? A lot of it has to do, and I'm not saying all, but a lot of it has to do with a guilty conscience. It's a reminder constantly of you're not doing it right, whatever that might be. Whatever that might be. But now we're going to look at the cross. And that deals with us. That deals with the person, the character, who we are. And we go back again in looking at the children of Israel as they were just led out in total victory over the Egyptians, which was a type of the world, Pharaoh type of, I believe, uh, of Satan, 
complete victory over them as they marched out. And they said in martial array, in an army formation as they got to the Red Sea, God provided a way out for them. They got through every single one of them. Not one hoof was left behind, but the entire Egyptian army at that time was completely destroyed. God did that. He worked his own salvation for his people. Hallelujah. What a wonderful, beautiful picture that is of the blood and what it did. It carried them through. But now the wilderness. And I believe in a way the wilderness and the cross, there is some similarities there. Because that's when he began to work on their character, begin to work on their hearts. He needed a people of faith in order to enter into the what? Into the promised land. And we know that it only took an instant for the Lord to get rid of the Egyptians and all that was in Egypt at that time. It just took an instant. Did it not? Yeah. However, inside of them, they couldn't get the Egypt out of the people. And they had the pillar of fire at night, the cloud during the daytime, the tabernacle of meeting and all the beautiful articles that were in there, the ark, the manna every single day, fresh bread from heaven, and occasionally some meat would come in too. Water never got sick. Feet never swelled up. Clothes never rotted. God was taking care of every single one of their needs. And you guys remember, you know, just I was reminded as I listened to a beautiful song this morning about Jesus was talking to his disciples about. It's like, go and look at the lilies of the field and how they're dressed. Like even Solomon in all of his splendor was not dressed as one of these. And these flowers are here today and gone tomorrow. And the sparrows, look at them. Like not one of them falls without my father knowing that they have. And I think he attends their funeral. He is so aware of what's going on. And then he looks at us and says, you guys are worth so much more than many sparrows. Why do you worry about these things? I will take care of you. I am. He is still Jehovah Jireh. He is enough. And he is our provision. So going back during that, I believe it was probably about a year time from the time where they came to Sinai and they camped out. Fought a couple major battles, won some. But during that time, there was, I believe, ten times where the Israelites tested the Lord their God and would not believe. And at the very end, when the you know the horrible story, twelve spies were sent in. Only two of them said, we can go get it. Let's go in. And the other ten gave an evil report saying no. They are giants in the land. We're like grasshoppers to them. The land devours its inhabitants. It's going to eat us up. It's going to kill our children. No way. We need to go back to Egypt. And God had it. He had had it by that time. And we know that was the next generation 
that was brought into the promised land. A generation of faith. And we love Moses and the law and all that he did. But it was not enough to get them into the promised land. As great as Moses was. Servant of God. No one knew Moses, God like Moses did. It took a Joshua to get them into the promised land. And who is that Joshua representing? Jesus. His name literally means Jesus. He's the only way we can get in. So, <laughs> I don't want to interrupt Syria over there. <laughs> and no, Syria was not going to say that. You guessed wrong. But camping back out in, in Romans concerning the cross, that we know everything that in the Old Testament was written for our benefit that we might not just kind of stumble around blindly. And I felt like in the Lord, too, that we wouldn't mock and make fun of the people who stumbled and fell in the wilderness. And we get that mindset. It's like, how could you be so stupid? How could you not figure this out? People, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. They did not. So please... Hold the, uh, the scorn and the ridicule for someone else. Because in some ways we are just like them. Thank God we have the Holy Spirit. Thank God we have a new covenant. You guys can turn to Romans 5. Romans 5 having to do with the peace of God because of the cross. Therefore, and that's talking about chapter 4 and before. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And there's a lot in there. But one of the things that really surprised me so much is how interrelated the cross and grace is. How closely is like, without the cross, we're not going to receive that grace. There's no other way. And we know, looking at the gifts of the Holy Spirit... And all those wonderful things that he has given us freely. That the Holy Spirit is the administrator of those gifts. And as one wonderful teacher put it one time, he has a key. And that key is the shape of the cross. And there's no other way to get these things. It is only through that. Turn to chapter 6 in Romans. 
verses 5. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly also we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Again, just with Romans, there's just so much in there. But one of the things I believe in chapter 5, it talks about that as Christ was crucified and we put our faith in him, we were also crucified with him. We were there with him. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But we were. It's a thing of faith. We believe that we were there. And that as his beautiful battered body was put into the tomb, we were put into the tomb too. And then we rose when he rose. And that is a powerful thing to look at concerning water baptism. I know some people... Maybe look at it a little bit too much. And some definitely a little bit too little. But it's important because Jesus said that water baptism was important. Like it symbolizes also, I believe, is like we are done away with that old life as we come up. It is so important that as we are born again, that we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. Again, we don't understand what all that means. He does. It's a thing of faith again. It's so important that we are baptized as well. The apostles did that sometimes <laughs> just as quickly as they were uh, putting their lives in Jesus' hands. So, we go to... Still in verse or chapter six. Go to verse eleven. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Reckon is an old word. People say it means consider, but also it has a lot to do with like accounting. So if you had like ten bucks in your pocket, you don't have three dollars in your pocket, or a couple nickels and dimes, you've got ten dollars in your pocket. That reckon is just very much an exacting accounting type of thing. Consider you've got it in you. Consider yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here's an important thing. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lust. Now, I do believe that when he died, we died. That the old man, that part of us that came from Adam, when he rebelled against God Almighty, that something was sinned into existence, that old man, that old rebel. And that was part of our nature when we were born. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. And 
I think especially for older Christians who have walked with the Lord, who have battled through these things, received revelation from the Lord, you need to be very careful, especially with young Christians, that we don't put on them something that's not of the Lord. It's like, well, I got through that really quick. Why can't you? Some of us get delivered from particular sins in an instant. Whether it be like drugs or sex or whatever it might be, the Lord sometimes just delivers automatically. That's wonderful. Some people, they've got to walk through it. And as older brothers and sisters in the Lord, we need to have that shepherd mentality, that kindness and love of being patient and walking through them with us during that time. I'm not talking about just rebellion. Okay? And they just want to do their own thing. I mean, everyone has a free will to do as they please. But for those who struggle with these things, do not look down upon them. Because we all, in some ways, struggle with something. Do we not? We do. I think part of that is to keep us humble. I mean, the Lord, if He wanted to, as soon as we receive salvation... Water baptism, filled with the Holy Spirit. If he, he, could, he could have made us perfect right then if he wanted to. But we know in our own experience that is not true. Now, there may be times and periods, especially in that baby period, where it's just like, oh, everything's just wonderful. You know, just like a baby is just beautiful and smiling and cooing and just, oh, it's so adorable. And it is, there's sometimes it seems like there's that period of time, especially in our, our younger walk, where the sweetness, where it's just like, you just, you can be automatically right in the Lord's presence. But then, just like the, the children of Israel, sometimes we reach that point where we're in the desert and people are kicking up dust. And now it's not so easy sometimes to hear the Lord. Thank God again for the blood. But now the cross is going to have to be applied. Our will versus His will. And we still have to make choices. He does not force us to do anything. He does not. He wants obedient sons and daughters. That is. He wants sons and daughters that love Him. And want to obey because He first loved us. He could make robots. He did not. He made us. And he does it in an interesting and sometimes in a mysterious and frustrating way. Because we know, even though that old man has been done away with, it still would love to assert itself. And we've known many people that have believed in the Lord and have walked away and have done their own thing for a long time. Thank God for... The prodigal son story, I believe you can always come home. We should always believe and just look at that story that the father is always waiting. As soon as we make that turn to walk towards him, he's running towards us. That's his heart. But he didn't stop the younger son from going away. He didn't. He actually gave him his inheritance. And he, do you think he knew what he was going to do with it? Of course. Oh, 
hope I'm not getting too heavy here, guys. And so the real painful question sometimes for Christians is like, all right, we're dead to sin. So why do we still struggle with sin? That's a hard question. Now we can see other people's like, man, why are they still struggling with that? But the real painful thing is like, why am I? And it's some of that, like I said, it's a process of what the cross is doing in our lives. We still have to say no to our way and yes to his. That's the cross as well. We can't have it both ways. We cannot. And the cross is painful, especially when you go and see your friends having the time of their lives. Sometimes on Instagram or whatever, blog, book, face, whatever it is. I don't know what that thing is. And it's just people just having such a good time. All the pleasures out there. All the fun. And here you are, raising your kids, going to work. Just the grind of it all. And the Lord is trying to develop something in each one of us. And like I said before, it's just like concerning faith, hope, and love. We don't need faith anymore when we get to heaven or hope. As wonderful as they are, love will continue for all time. And we bring with us our character that was formed here on earth. Sometimes through the fire. God could have made it a lot easier than he has. He didn't. It's not an easy walk. But by His grace, we can do the impossible. Because He lives in us. It's no longer us trying to keep that beautiful, wonderful list of all the things that God gave to Moses at Mount Sinai. Who could never keep those things. He could not have flesh inherit the kingdom of God. It's only by His Spirit. We have to trust Him for our salvation. And every bit of our walk, we have to trust in Him. And not look to ourselves. We have to look to the cross to finish that work. During this time, during our time on earth... And so when we get to that point where it talks about knowing this, knowing that our old man was put to death, a lot of us just don't know. God is, and I believe that it's not a religion that we follow. It's a relationship, but it's one of faith, and it's supernatural. And it's something that through the grace of God, He will reveal these things to us when we need it. You need to know. Not, it's not an intellectual thing. It can never be an intellectual thing. 
the eyes of our heart, of our spirit, have got to be enlightened. So we receive that revelation from God that it's been Him all along. And we still have a choice to be made. Every decision, everything that we do throughout the day, He is watching. He is. He's there. Not condemning, but uplifting us. And the struggles that we go through is to make us stronger. It just is. Things need to get taken out that don't belong there. So He can put things in there that are going to last for eternity. So, I'm not going to go too much longer into this. I just kind of wanted like an appetizer of one of the things we'll be talking about um, in the following year. But the cross is at the center of everything. What Jesus did. He is the Son of God. He is the Son of Man. He came from the line of David. And He's going to rule and reign forever. We've got to get ready. We've got to get ready. And I think one of the things that... Beautiful words were just shared um, this morning. Of course, my wife, she just gave a wonderful word. I loved it. But as we are learning and getting our foundations settled and going through the training, that God's going to need workers who are mature to be able to go out into the harvest and begin to make disciples of all men and women. Because we might not, who knows, in a couple of years' time, you know, it might be illegal for us to come together. We don't know. But we need people who can still meet and teach and train and love and disciple in smaller groups. To always have that in your mind. Just remember in Acts when everything was going great, people were getting saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. Healings were going on, and then that great persecution came, and they were all scattered. It may happen here, too. All these things were written for our benefit and for our instruction. You have to be ready, and He will get us ready. But may I, as one who labors among you, Try to learn the lesson the first time. Don't waste too much time trying to figure things out for yourself and going your own way and doing your own thing. Stay close to Him. Stay close in fellowship. Before we wrap things up, I had a dream last night. And... Becky's been saying, you've been talking a lot in your sleep lately. (laughs) Snoring or talking or something. It's always something. It's always a bear of monkeys with me, isn't it, honey? But this morning I woke up. It was around uh, five-ish. And in the dream, I was before um, you guys. It was in a different building. And I was ending it. I was just praying for everyone before we left. And in it, I just said, at 
the end, I was like, and Lord, I just ask that you would bring souls here, that we would begin to disciple all nations. And as I woke up, I was saying them out loud (laughs) that God wants harvesters. He wants little bitty shepherds and shepherdess taking care of the sheep that are coming. Because I do, I believe there's going to be a great harvest in this end time. We've got too many people praying, too many people hearing. It may come in a way that we don't expect. That's the way of the Lord sometimes. He doesn't always come like He came in the 70s or in the 50s or 200 years ago or 2,000 years ago. He may come in a, in a way that we just don't recognize it at first. Just like the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. But when the Word begins to open, as He explains these things, we can recognize our Savior, our Shepherd. He wants us doing the same things that He did. And He even had the audacity to say, and you can do greater things than me. Oh my God. <laughs> Hold on. Believe. And while it's still light, get to work because it's going to get dark when no man can work or woman. But while still today, while we're still here, you know, as Bill Belichick would say, do your job. You've got a job to do, do it. If you don't know what it is, that's part of what the leadership here is to train you in. To know what you're supposed to be doing, to train you in it, and that involves correction, gentle correction, don't worry. To know what your, your calling is, the hope of your calling. And there's even a thing called the high calling. So you can start to do these things too. Amen? Amen. Father, we just thank you for this time, for the time that you've given us. You know the amount of days and breaths that each one of us have, and you know the number of hairs on our head. All these things are important to you, because everything comes from you. So, Lord, I pray that our hope would not be in this world but our hope would lie firmly in the cross of Jesus Christ, center of everything, the power of God, foolishness to the world, but it's power for salvation. Lord, I just pray a blessing on these people, these great people. Lord, the one that you have called, you chose Each one of us. You chose us. We didn't choose you. You chose us. It is because of your grace, your great grace, that we stand. And so we rejoice in that, and we are so thankful. Be with us during this week. Lord, help us not to forsake the gathering together of the saints. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs> um, 
Before we leave, is there anything else that you guys would want to share, uh, Phil or John or Bobby or someone who's been stirred up at all before we run over to the donut shop over there? It's okay. Donuts are great. Eat the fat, drink the sweet. Yes, sir.